Hey everyone, it's Andrew, and this is Leave Your Shoes by the Door, and today I'm joined by Drew Schrader. Drew, thanks for being on here. You said my name right. Thank I you. Did. And that's and actually, I wanted to start off by by talking on the first and last name. So let's get the last name out of the way. And, and it might come off as fickle, but it's not because in this industry, your name is your brand. So let's make it definitive once and for all. Drew, how do you pronounce your last name? It, it's Schrader. Uh, I know who my true friends are if they call me Schrader and not Schroeder because it's sure. spelled, you know, S-C-H-R-O-E-D-E-R. So kind of a curse at birth, and I'm always correcting people, um, but I'm, I'm very impressed that you got the pronunciation correct. I have it in my notes, Drew. I even Perfect. spell it the way that my brain wants to read it, so it's a I love it. little trick. I'm a, I'm a, my, my integrity as a journalist is just peak form here, if you haven't learned that yet. Yeah. No, that's going to be. Great. Um, and I, also, I wanted to talk to you as a fellow, as a fellow Drew. I'm, I'm an Andrew, you're a Drew. Were you, were you born an Andrew and then simplified down to Drew? How did you evolve into Drew? It's just Drew. Uh, there was a family uh, that we grew up with, their last name is Drew, and my mom saw it on a sweatshirt and said, that's it. And we, we teased my best friend, Andy, uh, that my mom doesn't like the name Andy. Uh, so <laughs> that was why she named it, uh, named me just Drew. But, yeah, it's just Drew Alexander Schrader, spelled like Schroeder. So. Well, all right, yeah. Yeah, I was, uh, I was Andrew, and then, uh, you know, you get on a Little League baseball team, and there's another Andrew, so oh, someone yeah. has to make a change. So I always, I always lean towards Drew, too. I feel like that was kind of a more uh, – Almost like a streamlined version of the the Andrew moniker, um, but anyway, so let's get into it. So you told me before we started recording, you've been in the industry for about seventeen years. Is that right? That's correct. All right, man. Well, give me the one one one. Yeah. So born in yeah, born and raised in Indianapolis. Uh, went to St. Pius for elementary school, Bishop Chatard High School for high. School. School and then went to IU for four years. Uh, go Hoosiers! Are you a Boilermaker or a Hoosier? I'm not a Boilermaker. I am a Hoosier. Okay, well that's great. And man, I got to tell you right off the bat, kid named Andrew, raised Catholic, going to IU. So far, you and I are three for three. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's perfect. Did yeah. your wife? Is your wife a Purdue grad? No, she uh, she went to Ball State. Okay, that's, that's you're, you're is it, isn't that your Yeah, I, I have both. Uh, it's a house divided. So I like to say her only flaw is that she is a Boilermaker. <laughs> and I, my, I'm bald at 38. I have a monotone voice, as you can hear, um, and I still bite my fingernails. Otherwise, we're, we're a perfect couple. There it is. Sure. So We all have our faults. But yeah, so anyway, so I've uh, been in real estate um, for 17 years, and I always knew I wanted to run my own business. I actually started, uh, I worked the, my college summers at a company called Automatic Pool Covers. Turn the key, they cover the pool. I had always been a hard worker. Um, I had, I was safe sitter certified at the YMCA at fifth grade um have lots of continuing education since i've got three kids seven five and three um but so safe sitter certified i cut a lot of lawns um worked was the sandwich artist i was a big time sandwich artist it was uh huey's deli 
Schlotsky's Deli, WG Grinders, and then I was a prized recruit, uh, and Taco Bell sold me away to run their, their drive-thru. So your, your sandwich artist resume is very impressive. Yeah, it's I, I can make I can make a mean sandwich. I uh, and I I can make a good burrito too. I I still will frequent Taco Bell. Normally it's a late night Uber ride and and say, hey guys, uh, Drew Schrader, how are, sales, how are sales tonight? And the the drive through is like, hey, it's one in the morning. What is going on? And <laughs> just my own little humor that I have with myself. So. Sure. I don't do that often. I shouldn't. I shouldn't probably publicize that. It's just a, you know, when you when you meet up with friends that you haven't seen for a while. And hey, man, somebody somebody's in those Taco Bell drive-throughs, and I think I've been guilty once or twice. Exactly. But yeah, so it's just been residential real estate the the whole time. It's the only thing I knew, and uh, you know, budget renter car would call me and say, "Hey, do you want to?" Uh, they're, we're here to interview new new salespeople, and I say, hey, if it's not the CEO position, I'm not interested in it because um, <laughs> I knew I was going to – I had approached the owner of the pool cover company, and I was going to run my own business and go up to Chicago, uh, Illinois area, and decided my family is all here in Indianapolis, and it just wasn't going to be the right move and kind of defaulted into real estate, so – so let me, let me, let me uh, jump in here because so obviously it's something that you kind of were born with that mentality, that entrepreneurial spirit of wanting to, to run your own show, be your own boss, that whole thing. And it's interesting that you mentioned um, automatic pool covers. So what I'm asking you is you're 18, 19, 20, whenever you kind of learned about this product, was it something that you – had a like a personal interest like you, you thought that that was just a really neat thing or did you see it more like professionally you thought this is something that there's a demand for that i'm going to supply you know what i mean like you wanted to take that on and what was your your motivation for that specific trade i mean it, i did not have a passion for pool covers i don't didn't even have a passion for real estate i just have always had a passion for people and trying to help people out and, and that you know, was just your, your means to the end. Yeah. It was just, yep. hey, this is my contribute to society, and, yep. you know, you got to do something. And I, I wake up every day with kind of a overall positive mindset and overall expectation of victory. And I felt like, hey, if I can, just with this coronavirus stuff, it's, it's, it's tough, and people are down in the dumps, and I'm trying to be positive and try to be a light for others and, you know, letting people know we're going to get through this. You know, my crystal ball is fuzzy on when exactly it's going to happen, but we are, it, it, we're definitely, you know, doing our best to stay safe, but, you know, continue to remain positive and, and sell, buy and sell houses. So it's been a busy, uh, busy, busy weekend for me. For sure. So that's, that's, um, China's how I got connected with you, Drew, is, uh, you know, here, I'm being honest here. I did Facebook stalk you. I'm just going to just send that out to the open so that we all know how guilty I got charged. So, um, I but I was looking for you know a realtor during this time. And for those who are listening, we are in the depths of the coronavirus as this as this interview is going on. Drew and I are doing this via phone. Um, but I was looking for a member who you know we we've officially been told to stay at home. We've been told to limit as much human contact and social distancing and all those things that. 
we need to do to make sure that we're flattening the curve. And, you know, it's just, it's our responsibility. But then, you know, uh, real estate is an essential uh, service, as dictated by our, our governor. And so what I wanted to find is a realtor who's not letting this stay at home, not letting this coronavirus change the fact that as a realtor, you're, um, you owe a service to your clients to, to help them find a home, to help them sell a home. And so then the Facebook stalking began. Uh, late one night, I got on your Facebook, and the very first thing that I saw when I looked, it was this uh, video that you had created of a virtual tour. And, man, not only was that great, but the, the amazing twist, and it was like kind of like, hey, hey your mom saw the name Drew, and it was like, that's yeah. I saw this video, and I was like, that's the guy. Because yeah. you, it, wasn't even, uh, it wasn't even aimed towards your clients. It was more like it's aimed towards your peers on yeah. how to do a virtual tour. And it's like, all right, search is over. Like, I got to call this guy. So could you talk a little bit about that video and, and virtual tours? And Yeah, late yeah. one night, and you're, you had just done your Taco Bell drive through run, and then That's you right. start, happen to hop on Facebook and you see me. That's kind of how it went. I was beginning my second Chalupa, so I was <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been so cool to see how the realtor community has responded to this. Uh, not just the realtors themselves, all the vendor partners as well. Um, we're conducting very safe showings with uh, booties and gloves and masks and hand sanitizer when you walk in the door. Um, we're not overlapping showings. Um, our closings, uh, uh, some of these title companies are waiving remote closing fees, so they're making it very easy to minimize the contact among sure. all parties. Sure. Um, I, I've done Matterport tours for many years, uh, and that's kind of the 3D virtual open house um, that kind of allows buyers to do a virtual walkthrough um, of the interior and see the entire house. It's not just 20 still photos or, you know, the old uh, cheesy, smooth jazz music yeah. yep. with framing in and out. So you're seeing Matterport uh, becoming more and more uh, relevant um, and frequent. Um, it, it's just, but it, what's crazy is we have, we all, I would say 90 something percent of the realtors, I don't know the stat off my hand, are using showing time, which is a showing service that everyone on this, that's probably listening the, it subscribes to it. Well, sure the realtors are calling me just making sure, Hey, um, are you guys allowing showings? Are you, um, is your, everyone been safe, you know? And, and it's just been amazing that the ramp of, of communication, uh, just people picking up the phone and calling each other and just, Hey, when we leave, they're letting us know. So then the seller that was maybe put out of the house can come right back. So, I've just really enjoyed that side of it, um, you know, from a professionalism and standards, because um, I've always been a communication type guy. I mean, I've, I personally have been, I have a daily goal to call 10 different people every single day. And it's not a, hey, it's Drew, it's Touch Base Tuesday with your real estate market update. It's just, how's your family? Um, what can I do to help? Have more of a, be a human being during this time. Yeah, yeah. So let me let me jump in, man. So why 
and I hate to sound so blunt, but why are, why would you voluntarily help your competitors? I, I understand helping fellow agents. I understand, you know, vendors and affiliate members because, you know, they're going to help you get the job done. But why would you help another realtor from another office who, who you know, is, is your direct competitor? I would expect them, hopefully, to do the same thing for me. And, and, and it was... Um, I, I believe that if the nets are the same on a net sheet, and we all have been in multiple offer situations, we have a fiduciary responsibility to our seller to, you know, negotiate the best deal. But there have yeah. been times recently where they've said, you know, you got Drew here or you got this other agent that may be difficult to deal with. Um, I guess difficult is the best word that I I. I can say right now, and sure, um, sure. and they that I I strive to be that person. I strive to do just be somebody that everyone wants to work with. And you know the the other agent looks at my client at the at the closing table and says, you know what, your your agent Drew was a great to work with, and I wish every deal was was with him. Yeah. Um, and my life would be a lot easier. I mean, that happens over and over again. And it's not that I just fold and don't negotiate for my people. It's just there's ways to do this. A buyer wants to buy the house. A seller wants to sell the house. And we have to work together. There's just It doesn't need to be this us versus them Royal Rumble mentality. And, and I, I think there's uh, plenty of realtors that are kind of coming together and collaborating instead of competing. Yeah, and I love that idea. And and I think, you know, you, you try to put yourself in the shoe of, of that John Q. public who's making this huge financial decision, you know, the biggest thus far in their life, and sitting across across the table, you know, more or less, it's not it's not Drew Schrader, Dad, it's it's a realtor, and then mm-hmm. next to him is another realtor. And what you're doing is is you're controlling that image of that realtor and, and the integrity of our industry, whether you like it or not. And so the fact that you can walk away successful, the other agent can walk away successful, and that client can feel like they are adequately served, and, and it just it's just a you know a, a high tide raises all boats kind of situation. Absolutely. So um, I and I and I I hate to get nitpicky here, but I do want to go back to this video. So I took some notes, <laughs> and I uh, just want to make sure that uh, if there's anything you want to elaborate on, or, or I just want to just little <laughs> details that I picked up on. And of course, this is this is being safe. This is social distancing. This is how to properly do a virtual tour, or when you're physically at the house, how to properly kind of conduct yourself mm-hmm. so, to, to flatten the curve. Um, so right off the bat, hand sanitizer right by the door. Right when you yep. walk in, boom. Um, and then I even noticed you open the door with your foot. Oh yeah, very um, versatile, very agile. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was very impressed with that. Um, <laughs> And then you're wearing gloves the whole time. I got winter gloves that I uh, I have been just washing. Uh, like so, after I get done showing homes, uh, I strip down and head straight to the shower. And yeah, I mean, I washed two North Face jackets last night. Um, again, it's just you don't take any chances. I don't want to bring it home to my family. Um, right. I don't want to spread spread it. You know, I think we can control by staying home and limiting the, the times that we need to leave our house. But sometimes you have to if you've got the client coming down from Chicago that has to find a house. So that's why I would I would leave. So, 
But yeah, yeah keep going. This is all, uh, yeah, this is oh, all yeah. good stuff. This is all good stuff that you were doing, so hopefully you're, you're liking this. Um, and then uh, you, you, you make sure to keep all the lights on, you know, just because if you keep lights on, then you're not going to be flipping the switch back and forth, and you're just decreasing that chance of spreading anything. Um, and then just one kind of general thing, and it was specifically applicable to um, how in the video you had the pantry door already open. And you were with uh, Aaron Hundley, I believe. Yep. And you guys were discussing how you need to be proactive with these these features, you know, these features that are going to help sell the house, these these assets, these property property characteristics that are going to be alluring to a client, and how you need to be proactive in making sure you've kind of walked in the house and you've gone through and opened up the door to the walk-in closet. You open up the door to the pantry to see all the storage options that are available. And uh, I, I kind of wanted to. You just picking your brain as a as an expert and as a as a realtor. What other um, things could you be proactive about before a house? Yeah, you have a checklist. And that's just that's for the listing agent's job. If you can proactively <clears throat> tell your seller, or if it's a vacant home, if you as the listing agent who's already checking in on that house, anyways, goes over before the showing, calls the agent, says, "Hey." No need to to turn on any of the lights or turn any of the lights off or on. I've done that for you. I've opened up the all the different closets. Hey, make sure you go check out this bonus room door um, because the buyers and the buyer's agents are being very careful as well and trying not to touch any surfaces. Um, and, yeah, that was what Aaron. I love Aaron Hunley, and she and I are completely on the same page with with everything you're talking about. So she even said, uh, she, uh, what did she say? Shoes. She had some very tough boots in that video. She's like, get something that you can either take off easily or wear booties. And sure. Um, so yeah, I haven't bought shoes with laces in a long time. I've got some either Steve Madden DSW specials that I just keep buying over and over again when I get the, 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 the gift card or the gift certificates in the mail from, from them, or it's, I've got these Cole Han loafers and seems to get, get the job done, but I don't like untying shoes anyways. Cause I, I'm in and out of so many houses. Sure. Sure. And then probably uh, too much detail there that no well, one really cares, no, man, that's, no one that's cares what inspired, about. That. That's what inspired the name of this podcast. Was I, <laughs> I was trying to think of what what's a unique thing yeah. that every realtor can kind of acknowledge, and it's, it's always having to take your shoes on and off. So, there you go, realtors. Wait for the coupon to come. I think it's like ten bucks off, and it comes every six months and on your birthday and steal other people's coupons, it'll work. So, <laughs> yeah, take advantage. Yeah. Seriously, Alex Montagna, a good realtor buddy of mine, he, I'll come into my office and I'll have a $10 DSW coupon on my desk. And I'm like, thank you. Yeah. You, re- you read my mind. Um, so, uh, But I also want to talk about uh, Matterport. You mentioned that briefly, but can you mm-hmm. give me the logistics of that? How much does that cost? And is yeah. it pretty, pretty user-friendly? Very user friendly. Uh, any smartphone, any tablet, uh, your computer, uh, and it can measure rooms, which is really cool. Uh, hey, I'd love to know what this. I was showing a client the other day. They were, we were going through a house, and we were at the end of our showing time, and I could see that the seller was was trying to come in. I said, Hey, I know you want to FaceTime your parents in Columbus, Ohio, but you can do this via this Matterport link 
and I showed them how to measure the dining room was like 14 feet and they're like, wow, this is cool. And, uh, I said, well, this is exactly what I'm going to do when we sell, when I sell your house, but we're trying to buy their, their house first. So yeah, the Matterport's $250, um, around there. Um, and it, that comes with, I don't know, 40 still shots as well. So, um, it's just a good presence. It doesn't do the outside of the house. That's, that's the only thing that I would, uh, I told my, my people, told my folks, hey, you may want to get some pictures of the outside or video of the outside as you kind of drive away. All right, well, we're going to take a quick break so that we can hear from the MyBoard updates. Hello, everyone. This is Jamie Barb with the MyBoard update. The coronavirus pandemic continues to impact the real estate industry. Everything from brokerage operations to how listings are being marketed and the ability to close transactions is requiring realtors to adapt to these extraordinary circumstances. MyBoard understands these unprecedented circumstances are impacting our members' ability to conduct their business. To stay up to date with the evolving situation, visit mybor.com forward slash coronavirus to help address some of the common transactional issues we are hearing about. This guidance will be continually updated. The MyBoard Realtor Store is open for business. Are you in need of sign writers or a lockbox? You are in luck. The MyBoard Realtor Store is available online only. All orders will be processed and shipped to you. No item pickup being offered at this time. Visit mybor.com forward slash realtor store to start filling up your cart today. MyBoard BLC now allows 60 images per listing. In an effort to enhance virtual listing content, the number of photos allowed in the MyBoard BLC has been increased to 60 images. Pro tip, use a medium image size 2 millibytes or less when uploading photos to a listing. The display quality will still be excellent while not exceeding the storage space allowed for the 60 photos on each listing. MyBoard membership survey to be sent on May 5th. Each year, MyBoard issues a membership satisfaction survey to gauge member opinion of the services and programs offered by MyBoard. Please look for your survey to be sent via email on May 5th. Nominations accepted for new board of directors. Two seats on the MyBoard board of directors will be available for a three-year term beginning in January 2021. Nominations are currently being accepted for District 2 and District 5. Members with offices residing in District 2 and 5 will be eligible to vote on October 2nd through October 8th. Those wishing to run for an open seat should complete a director candidate profile sheet by June 1st, 2020. The successful candidates will begin their service in January 2021. For more information, visit mybor.com elections. Indiana primary election has been moved to June 2nd, 2020. Due to the coronavirus and Governor Holcomb's executive order, the Indiana primary election has been moved to June 2nd. The voter registration deadline is now May 4th. For additional information, as well as a primary election voter guide, visit mybor.com forward slash RPAC. And that's all for today on your MyBoard update. Now, back to our interview. Well, I kind of feel like we jumped, we skipped about 17 years of, of peaks and valleys of your career. Um, oh, you want to hear about that, some struggles? I do, I do. I want, I want you know, if it, if it bleeds, it leads, man. It's just a one-on-one <laughs> If it bleeds, it leads. Yeah, um, that's a good point. I mean, and so I would say, like, my first month in the business, you want to hear about the time that, my my mom bailed me out uh, of of a showing. Is that is that correct? Is that a story? 
Drew, we're the one taking us down this road, so why don't you go ahead? And- All right, I love telling it. Like, the <laughs> first month in the business, I feel like in this business, I've always just had the mindset, it's not how much money you make, it's how much money you can keep. And so I wanted to start off my career with no car payment. So I have this Grand Cherokee Limited uh, used car that I paid cash for, and I was going to just take on the world and literally I would say two three weeks in the business my engine blew up I had bought a lemon I had to call my mom say hey I'm at BP uh, in Fishers where the McDonald's is 131st and 37 please I still have three more houses to show can I borrow your car and she's like of course sweetie so we she comes up and uh takes my calls AAA, and then I meet her at the mechanic, and yeah, it was a little embarrassing, but that set me back. I had to then go borrow money from my parents, and I ended up paying them back, but it was definitely, it was definitely a struggle and a setback early on that I, I didn't, I, I, I could have been really upset about, but I'm just like, you know what, I, I still, I'm still taking, I can, you can control your attitude and your effort you know, each day and I'm still going to go out there and do the best job I can and um, ended up selling those people a house and there there you go. I didn't want it to go towards the new engine of this car that I just bought, but sure. life happens. So, all right, so you, 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 you had some struggles but also some success. So um, at what point did you kind of have that aha moment where you realized, you know what, this is it. I think I can make a career out of this. I think I'll be doing this. 17 years from now and what what, did you have that definitive moment or was it just a casual yeah um i think that it was just a series of events so people have i have a very very good foundation people have asked who my mentors are without a doubt it's my parents my dad uh, his temperament, uh, real estate's an up and down roller coaster, and he's always been even keeled, which helps the monotone voice. Uh, obviously, you can tell that I'm not going to, I mean, I could be saying, I'm super excited to be here, or I'm, this is the worst thing ever, Andrew. And it's pretty much the same octave. <laughs> so <of. laughs> my dad's temperament has definitely helped me deal with situations, both good and bad. Um, and then my mom's just been the go-giver, the, the glue, the always trying to help people out. Um, and so I've taken those along with, I would say, my biggest mistakes are my mentors. So, um, again, one of the early stories I can remember, um, one of my closest friends from high school, they went to a, a, a another realtor that had been in the business longer than I had, and I could have sat there and pouted and been super upset because I knew that I had this engine I needed to pay for. But I took it as, you know what, let's be happy with the business that I've already, I've already sold or the people that have trusted me. And, um, another thing, oh my gosh, like when I started, there were so many people that would come to me and say, Hey, Drew, if I knew you were in the business, I would have totally given you a call. Well, then I'm like, okay, that's a Drew problem. And I need to make sure everybody knows what I do. And I think you start there by how going around and asking people how you can help them first. 
Sure. And if you help enough people out, then they trust you. Um, and then it's, you know, they want to do business with people that they, you know, know, like, and trust. So, um, that was my goal. Um, I, I started monetizing the time of what I was doing. I, I, when I started, I used to play a lot of basketball. Um, and so I went to Lawrence North high school and I was knew I was going there for 10 weeks. And I said, you know, I want to be the official thirst quencher of the summer basketball league. So for 10 weeks straight, I brought Gatorades and water bottles to everybody in the league and would like funding Napoleon dynamite, like quotes, like Drew will, you know, talk to Drew and he'll make all your real estate dreams come true. And just little things that, Hey, I'm making the lead league better by giving them <laughs> fresh water and fresh Gatorade instead of drinking out of the, you know, the, the, the crappy, uh, high school, uh, sorry, Lawrence North, uh, <laughs> the, the drinking pounds at the school. And, uh, and that was just, people remembered the hustle there and they appreciated that. And gosh, people still bring that up to this day. Now my basketball shoes have been traded in for golf clubs. And so I'll go and I'll play golf and it's, and it's not, and it's purposeful golf. You only have so many hours to, with, you know, I've got three kids, so I can only play so much. Um, and it's not like somebody hits a 10 foot putt and I'm like, great putt, Dave. Hey, uh, do you know anyone that's looking to buy, sell or invest in real estate? Like that's not my jam either. You don't, they're not going to want to golf with you anymore. <laughs> they would say get <laughs> in a car and I will give me my bag and, leave um that's just not how you do it you just you just be who you are and be authentic and be real and be involved in your church your school whatever you like to do with your time each week and yeah. like i love coaching my kids uh grayson who is uh he's going to be a second grader now and I, i'm helping coaching his basketball team and I got the app on on my phone, making sure no parents are going to yell at me, making sure all the kids have equal playing time, and you know, just it's it's fun seeing that, and you know, I just feel like people there's business that has has already come from that because I'm trying to be a good dad and good husband and just pillar in the community, so. And I want to go back to that basketball, the, the, the official thirst quencher of the rec league. That, yeah. that just seems to check off so many interesting – if you really back up strictly as a, as a marketing, that is just – there's so many, like, home runs there. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's personal. You know, it's your personal interest in basketball, and you're, you're physically there, and you're, that's, that's your hobby. Yep. And then it's also – I'm sure it was cheap, right? I mean, It, it was, was probably a 100 bucks a week. Uh, I'd run to Walmart. I had the same like deal. I'd do an open house. I'd run to Walmart. Um, and the games would start at like four or five o'clock. So I'd do an early open house. And then, um, yeah. And then I, my name was, uh, was right where every time the guy, we had a website. I mean, this was an official ping pong ball player profiles about each player drafts a b c and d sure. cool and it was hardcore and just yeah. a great group of people and so 
yeah, it was just a non, I didn't have to really sell myself where I yeah. was going there anyways to, for the love of the game to, to let an exercise. And, yeah, well, and it, it, I feel like if, if you were giving advice to somebody who's getting their foot and who wanted to get their fit, foot in the door in the industry and they're concerned about marketing, don't, don't Google how should I market. What you should do is just live your life Monday through Sunday and see where you organically, where you naturally interact with people, and somehow make it a little like a like a, a little more naturally engaging than that. Yep. Like you, like you were going to go play basketball regardless. You were probably going to play because you enjoy it and you want to see your your friends and get yep. exercise. And the fact that you were able to naturally market that just seems so like just so innovative in, in all the right ways. Yep. In yeah. in between games, people would say, "Hey." How's real estate? How's the market? And, you know, I would just remember the conversations with the people I had. And, again, it was just people to this day still talk about, I remember when you were doing this way back in the day. And um, it, things haven't changed. It's not, yes, I'm 17 years older than, than but I still bad things happen. I had a mutual release yesterday, but guess what? You know, Mr. and Mrs. Buyer, things are meant to be in real estate. I know it's cliche to say, but we're going to find the right house. And if we had to work that hard to get a, to mutual, mutual release, you probably shouldn't have bought the house. So um, focus on the people and focus on relationships and, you know, and focus on positive impact each day. Because we have the choice to do that. I mean, we have all that's the best thing about the freedom and flexibility is you can have the greatest work-life balance um, being a realtor. And I see people just working so hard all the time and forgetting about Shelly Specchio, your CEO. Love her. She spoke. uh, I went to a, um, oh gosh, I went to an event and she was, let's see, it was 2018, December, maybe, maybe 2019. Um, Anyways, she was talking about big rocks, like families' rocks, your faith's your rocks, your friends. And then real estate's a rock, but, like, you fill in, like, the rest of your life around that. Like, don't forget who you are just trying to become, you know, the Donald Trump of Indianapolis real estate. I don't yeah. know. Donald Trump's uh, – I'm not getting political there. I just, no, that was, I, that was I the first real estate that mine that – that came or name that came to my mind. No, I, 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 and, and I think it's, that's what also what I'm picking up, especially when you gave that, that uh, example about being on the golf course, you have to be conscious of when, you know, what, what hat you're wearing at that time, because you, I, I feel like you could get burnt out if all you're trying to do is put your name on everything and just be at the front of every single facet of your life. I mean, that would just be exhausting. Yep. And nobody would like you. That also yep. helps be a, a, an immediate backfire. So, yeah. um, and, I, and I, 17 years, um, you know, you, 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 you've struggled, you've had some ups and downs. Was there anything, was there a, you said your parents, which of course, I mean, what better time to, to draw inspiration from is the pair that, the people that raised you. But was there anything um, outside of that? Was there like a, a book or a, a blog or a podcast or anything that kind of, I mean, there's you. so many. I love uh, Never Eat Alone, Keith Ferrazzi. He's one of my, that's one of my favorite books that kind of hit home. Um, so I was trying to, 
I had a goal to of the five work days to meet somebody for coffee or lunch. Uh, people got to eat, you know, and yeah. so yeah. I would set, I would just line them up coffees and lunches and or beers or whatever it is, um, just to meet people and you know, activity breeds activity. So it wasn't like one shining moment that I don't ever think there's going to be one shining moment uh, in real estate where I'm like, I've made it because that the minute you think you've made it is when you get complacent and you lose the hunger, the hunger. And uh, I don't know. I just like the, the constant flow of energy that I get from it. And I just don't think that I will ever have that mindset of I made it and I'm too, because I'm successful, I'm too good to go do this or do that. So, well, and, and you know, this, this, uh, this coronavirus, this is no exception. This is just yet another obstacle, another twist in events, but here you are being innovative and, and going above in it and the virtual tours and all the, the, the important things of, washing clothes when you get back and, and sanitizing things. I mean, you just have that mentality of just never settling. It's, it's always always taking on whatever's in front of you. Well, and it's, it's definitely going to change a lot, uh, just how we conduct real estate. Uh, businesses are going to change and individuals will change. And we as realtors just need to be willing to adapt to it. So we need to be part of the solution, not the problem. And, I kind of believe like whatever comes our way, um, you just got to have this general belief that you're going to get through it. And that's just my mindset. So, yeah. Well, uh, this is Drew Schrader, uh, a realtor who's not letting the stay-at-home orders uh, keep him from servicing his clients virtually. Uh, a realtor still owes it to his or her clients to do everything they can for the for the American dream that is home ownership. And uh, Drew, I just want to thank you for being with uh, being on the podcast today. Hey, thanks a lot, Andrew.